0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Wilson Podcast. You can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. I am your musically inclined host, Brian Wilson, and Jay is not with us this week. So instead, I'm inviting our friend Grant onto the show for our second installment of a music album review. On today's episode, we're going to be reviewing... Fallout Boy's new-ish album, So Much for Stardust, we're uh, continuing the trend where we review albums long after they have already come out, but it gives us time to let it soak in and marinate, so sit back, maybe give the album a listen before you listen to this episode, probably get more out of it that way, but uh, sit back, put on some Fallout Boy relaxing tunes and, well, I guess you can't really listen to the album while you're listening to the podcast, so... I don't know. Sit back, pop in your earbuds and start the podcast. All right. So now this is the podcast. Oh, we're
1: I'm in glad it. to be on, I'm glad to be on it. First timer, dude. But
0: I can I can also cut it whenever we want to start. So if we say stupid stuff in the beginning, I can chop that I out. I get all I get
1: all my swear words out at the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, I, I mean, I really, really enjoy this album. This is one of, like, the few albums that, like, every single song is good. And I definitely like how they they break it up with, like, small songs like Pink Seashell. And I think Baby Annihilation is, like, the two songs that, like, aren't songs. But they kind of, like, mm-hmm. separate the album into, like, three different kind of, not genres, but, like, themes, I'll say. Yeah, like, the first, like, like, like Act the first, 1, Act 2, Act 3. Yeah, like, the beginning is kind of, like, upbeat and stuff. Um, especially, with like, the first couple, you have, like, Love From The Other Side and Heartbreak Feels So Good. I mean, they do, they're, like, the upbeat songs, they're, like, the catchy ones, and, like, everyone wants to kind of, like, listen to, like, the radio songs.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you, do you remember still the first time you listened to the album?
1: Oof. Yeah, I think I do. I listened to Love From The Other Side... And I, I think I listened to it all the way through in the car. I had a long car ride, and I just put the whole album on all the way through. And a lot of songs at the beginning didn't catch me the first time. The songs that really caught me were uh, What a Time to Be Alive. And then I would say uh, Heaven, Iowa. Those were like the first two that really I was like, man, these are really good songs. And I listened to it again. And I'm like, man, this first song is wait, it's really good. How did I miss this the first time around?
0: Yeah. That's interesting that those are the first two that grabbed you, because those are ones that I, at least Heaven, Iowa, is one that I definitely had to, like, warm up to over time. The first time I was like, okay, this one's kind of slow and weird and annoying, But then (laughs) after a couple listens I was like, wait, the drops in this are freaking insane, and, like, the drum solos and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, and then when we yeah. when we kind of go through it, I'll I'll discuss more into heaven heaven Iowa because I was like looking into the name and the meanings and there's some pretty cool stuff behind it. I'd like to share when we get into it. Ooh,
0: okay. I'm glad you did your research. I did a little bit of research <laughs> too, so I'm interested to see what you have found. Oh um, yeah. My first my first time listening to it, I remember Sydney and I were driving to dinner somewhere. We were in Davenport, Iowa at the time. actually, Hell yeah, <laughs> and I. Uh, I I'm Spotify out like, oh, my album, Fallout, but let's listen to it. So I put it on, and the first song comes on pretty strong. And that wasn't really, like, vibe we were feeling at the moment. So, um, I thought it was great. First time I listened to it, I was like, I feel like this could be an anime intro. This is insane. But then, like I said, it wasn't the vibe, that we didn't continue on. And then, I can't remember the first time I listened to it all the way through. I think it was on a bike ride. And that's what this album has become for me, is it's, like, the perfect album to bike ride to like the rise and fall is perfect and even even the fall songs are still just like so motivating and you can like grind to them and picture like a training montage and it makes me so happy
1: yeah you really you really pick up on like new lyrics that you didn't hear the first time every time you listen through and it's also like a really good uh time length too it's like that 40 45 minute all the way through so it's like you can get it in the full album in like a bike ride you're not like stopping halfway every time or you're finishing too early where you start it again it's like a perfect time
0: yeah the last album that we did this with on the podcast was uh an evening with silk sonic uh Mm -hmm. and that one is also like 40 45 minutes so now I'm like, is 40 to 45 minutes the perfect length for an album? Because at the time, that was the same length of, as my commute into work at the plant I was working at. So I could listen to the whole thing on the way in, and I could listen to the whole thing on the way back.
1: It, it just might be, man. Maybe we've discovered something. we got to share it to all the other musical artists to limit yeah. your albums to 45 minutes.
0: Exactly. Oh, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Oh, my first impression when I first listened through, I was like, "Oh, just another typical Fallout Boy." Like, I don't know, upbeat, high speed, high energy music. I was like, "Okay, they're still doing the same thing." But granted, this is the first time I've listened to an extensive amount of Fallout Boy. But I'm like, they're pretty artistic with what they do too.
1: Yeah, if you the the lead singer, he's got some pipes and. For me I have to like listen I have to like read the lyrics out because sometimes he has a lot of creative liberties in how he pronounces words and sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like I think I hear something else and then I have to read it and say, like, Oh I was, I was completely wrong about like whatever he was saying during this chorus. Yeah. Some whatnot. of the songs
0: I didn't know the lyrics until we were listening to it at Mike's wedding and then I heard you singing it and I was like, Oh, those are the words.
1: <laughs> even some made, of those I think I was wrong. <laughs> that made me like the songs even more though. <laughs> Yeah, a big thing about – and this is just my personal uh, rule of listening to songs I like a lot. I try not to learn the lyrics early on because once I know everything already, then it gets boring for me. But if I kind of like wade into learning the lyrics, it still has this fresh new vibe to me where I'm like, oh, yeah, what do they say again? Where I'm like wanting to listen again. But if I already know everything and I know all the lyrics, I can recite them from heart, it kind of takes it away from me. So oh, I try I like to that. try to ease into listening to lyrics, at least some uh, some songs. And Fall Out Boy makes it easy just because of um, I can't hear what they're saying or they yeah their pronunciation they leave out words and syllables.
0: Yeah, I've never thought about that, but I I guess I've always done that unintentionally just because it's rare that I'll look up lyrics in general. So mm-hmm. I'll still listen to music. Sometimes uh, it happened a lot with Mac Miller albums. I would listen to yeah. Matt Miller songs, and like, still the fifth, sixth, tenth time I listen to a song, I'm like,
1: I never heard him say that before.
0: <laughs> and Dude, it just makes totally you get that
1: feeling. Yeah, my uh, I think my first impression was of the album was it definitely like had a lot of elements for like their older stuff. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like their past album. It was Mania. It was like the purple covering. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it, and this is like a very different vibe than Mania. It kind of has more vibes of. Oh, I forget what that – I'm so bad at album names, but I know the covers. It's the one with the, the red drapes of the stage. Um, it kind oh, of reminds yeah. me of to that. And I think the biggest reason I'm thinking about it now, why the intro song, Love From The Other Side, didn't catch me, is like the first minute of the song is just instrumental. And I think maybe I was, wasn't was really paying attention to it because it was just inter- instrumental. Uh, mm-hmm. until like 45 to a minute in, then it started to add lyrics to it.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's a great way to start an album, though. Because, I don't I, know. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. I just don't it's... think I
1: was paying attention at the time. Mm-hmm.
0: And then it also makes a great way to open a concert, too, which I already told <laughs> you that they're playing in Cincinnati soon.
1: <laughs> I know. I've been trying to get some uh, SigEp guys to meet me down this Saturday. Mike's in Stupid. Uh, he's in Traveling for Work, so... I can't really force him to come with me, or else he would. He said he would, <laughs> yeah. but. Yeah, traveling. Sydney and
0: I, we were planning out our van travels, and we were going to pass through Boston at one point in August anyway, like the end of August. And we were looking at things to do in Boston, and I found that on August 2nd, Fallout Boy is playing at Fenway Park, and the tickets are only $50. So I was like, I mean, Sydney, it'd be pretty cool. And I didn't think, I was kind of joking about it but she was like yeah that'd be awesome let's do that so now we like rerouted our whole travels to go through boston earlier and we're going to go see that's Fall Out Boy at Fenway
1: Park Dude that's sick i love musical concerts even like long tickets just listening to the song it's good and fall out boy they're really good live too i've only listened to them i've only been to them their concert once live but it was really mm-hmm. good yeah i'm excited it's got a good stage presence
0: mhm all right do you think we should get into a uh deep dives into each song yeah
1: i'm i'm down
0: i got some right.
1: uh, lyrics pulled up and i got the 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 list pulled up from my memory right.
0: i also have my rankings next to
1: each one so we could go through those as we're going oh boy i still <laughs> it's still hard for me to rank i definitely have like my top five and the other ones kind of like i kind of like assign a, a lower number to them but there's nothing i'm like oh i have to pick a last like a, a bottom tier song i know for this album i can't do that well there's
0: some that i'm not a huge fan of which i think we've talked about before but yeah i just started from the top and did like my top five and then did like my bottom five and then filled in the middle but Mm -hmm. i just went first initial gut feeling and was like all right i'm not changing it now i'm sticking to it
1: (laughs) yeah so i I hear that
0: blindly stand by my first thoughts do it do it all right so let's kick it off love from the other side what do, what do you Fantastic have in your opener. for
1: this <laughs> um, I think this one goes, for me, I think this one goes two. I think this one goes two. I have okay, it at I gave, two.
0: I gave it number one, so we got a high score number right one. off the bat.
1: Yeah, I, I wanted to bring this up earlier. You brought up uh, Silk Sonic's album, and I remember talking to Jay, we had uh, differences on the rankings for that song, so I kind of expected us to have a little, little different rankings. But mm-hmm.
0: um, It makes for good podcasting.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you don't want to agree on everything, then it's just boring.
0: Yeah. But yeah, like <laughs> we said, it starts with a whole lot of instrumental. One of my favorite things about the whole album is the amount of like orchestra that's in it.
1: Yes, dude. It's so I'm good. A,
0: I'm a sucker for a good string section in rock music.
1: And that's why I think listening to in my car is the best because I really get that full experience rather than, like, headphones. Mm-hmm. So, like, having it, like, blaring from, a, like, a speaker, it's really gives you that vibe. Um, and you really get to hear all the instrumentals a lot better, which I like.
0: Yeah. Um, other things? I feel like this has a good, like, ebb and flow to it or, like, a good build. We always talk about how songs that have a good build are really good. And, yeah, starting with the instrumental and then leading up into the, like, like, when the uh, yes. rock instruments come Open in. It. And then it kind of drops off again when the vocals come in, too. So it's, like, a lot of good, like, ebb and flow to it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I just love everything about it.
1: This They also do this uh, quite a few times in this album, and I love this when songs have this. It's, like, near, like, the end. It's, like, three quarters to... Uh, just near the end of they'll like do a repeat of a verse or a chorus and all the instrumentals kind of fade out and it's just the, the lead singer's voice kind of oh, singing yeah. and then they build it back in, they add all the music back in for that final, final chorus to end the song. And I'm just like, Oh wow. It just gets my blood pumping. I love that always
0: it. It's so hard. <clears throat> and yeah, I've yeah, said it, multiple times that uh, I could see this song being a kick-ass anime intro song
1: it, it, dude, it definitely could. It's it got the instrumental so at the beginning. You probably cut it down to like 15 seconds and then you hit him with that uh, You were the sunshine to my. <laughs> what yeah. was it? You were the sunshine to my lifetime. Oh, oh yeah. It's so painful. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's it's really good. Yeah. Right. there's. I mean, there's not much to say else about it other mm-hmm. than it's just a really good starter
0: just a good song. All right, so solid number 1. Then we got number 2, Heartbreak Feels So Good. What do you got?
1: Oh. Heartbreak Feels So Good. I think for this one This one's tough. I think this one's This one's either 4 or 5 for me. I'm going to put it I'm going to put it at 5.
0: Okay, I've I think got it's five. it. I've got it at number 8. 8. And for reference, there's 13 songs on the album, so that's lower th- lower half is the lower third. Yeah, I also I also kind of broke them into tiers, so I have this as B tier.
1: Okay, I can see Which that. It's, in- it's say- interesting
0: that n- it's interesting that number eight is B tier, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I will say I mean there's if there's 13 in the album, but two of them are really like kind of like segues. They're not really songs per se. Uh-huh. I still, so like, ranked
0: anyway. <laughs> still ranked them anyway.
1: You still ranked them anyway? Yeah. You see, I don't know. I'm I'm like looking for something to listen to. So like I definitely think it's a good segue, but I don't I I'm don't really rate them as high as songs. So, you'll see I that. I know.
0: That's what I initially put them really low, but then there are some songs on this album that I just don't like. And I'm like the the transition, little whatever you want to call it. I don't know. There's probably mm-hmm. a an artistic I would say like a word segue. Word. Yeah. Yeah. The segues, I'm like, they they add so much to the album that I like them more than the actual song in the album. So I did rank th- rank them above a handful of songs, but w- we'll get to that. Um, yeah, heartbreak feels so good. The reason I gave that rank this one so low is because um, I could see this one being just a single, like it. I don't know. It doesn't fit into the. Well, actually, I guess I don't know if that's even a really good reason.
1: But I, would, I don't know.
0: For albums, I like when they all are kind of like cohesive, and like a theme is there. But heartbreak feels so good. I don't know. I just felt like it didn't fit the theme of the rest of the album.
1: For me, it's a good I standalone kind of, song. The, but for me, the album it has like a happy beginning where like a lot of songs are kind of focus on the good parts of life in the beginning, and then it kind of segues into more of like. Uh, like not i don't say like the bad things in life but like dealing with hardship and tough times is kind of like segues into that with the pink seashell um and i i do like this song because it it does like help bring that like there are good things and like you want to focus on the the good parts of life and like heartbreak feels so good because the cliche of um you rather to be rather i'm gonna mess it up
0: rather to have loved and lost have than that to never ch- have loved at all
1: I yes, I'm so bad. My <laughs> cliches, and so that's kind of the vibe I get from this. Okay, this song, and it it does make me happy. It does make me like, oh yeah, and because I have a lot of like take good takeaways from like past relationship with mine that that aren't didn't fa- didn't pan out the way I wanted to, but there's a lot of good things I learned that kind of see this song as a a celebration of it because like when you break up with your your significant other and your friends are there for you and you. You dance the tears away and you have fun and you just kind of forget about it and that's what this song kind of means to me oh
0: i remember now that's the other well first of all i do really like that outlook on it and you're definitely talking me up on it um like it's better (laughs) it's better to feel something than nothing and that's something to be appreciated even when something isn't necessarily like unmitigated happiness but the other thing i don't like about this song is in the chorus they say cry too much (laughs) <laughs> and that just gets on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's fair. I think that's Yeah, fair. I think
0: they say it like four <laughs> or five times. Like in back to back lines.
1: We could cry a cry little, a cry lot. a lot. I will say my favorite part is don't stop dancing. Don't dare stop. Yeah. We'll uh, cry or later. Cry we cry now. Cry. Yeah, they do say cry a lot. We can I just have one of those glass shattering yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is one of those glass shattering moments yeah. where I was like, Oh, they do say cry a lot. Uh-huh. And cry a little. <laughs> <laughs> and cry a little cry later cry yeah
0: i think that's the one thing yeah it's like a glass shattering moment that kind of ruins it for me i still i still love the song mm-hmm. though
1: i just like the way his voice kind of sounds when he hits that long note of um heartbreak feels so good Na-na-na-na-na-na. Na-na-na-na-na-na. yeah i like that i, just, good. I, know, I really dig that part yeah. I, I dig that part. But I can definitely see your outlook mm-hmm. on it. Yeah,
0: definitely catchy. It, and For me... I'd say catchy and fun to sing to, but um, not as complex as some of the other songs.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just my version. My, like, what I kind of gravitate towards in songs. I do really like the kind of catching upbeats. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of speak to me a little bit more than maybe the complex, but I do appreciate the complex... And I'm, I'm like you said I'm going with my gut feeling. So I'm putting this one a little higher than yours, right. but not my, not my top 4. Gotcha. All
0: right. So next one is
1: Hold Me Like a Grudge. Hold Me Like a Grudge. A grudge. Dun, 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 dun. This one's got a uh, really good instrumental. Um my only gripe with it is it reminds me of lot of their last album song Hold Me Tighter Don't.
0: Okay. Um and it's just a re-skin. it goes
1: hold me. Yeah, so I hear the hold me and I'm like, are they gonna say hold me tight or they say hold me like? <laughs> and so it's it's kind of a reskin with that. Um it's still good. I do like it. Um and like some of the the lyrics are very creative, especially like at the beginning. If you listen to it, like it's very like weird lyrics. Um that that I just I just kind of I think it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a good it's a good song. It's solid.
0: So what's the ranking?
1: Um I think this one goes I mean I have to look at all the songs to <laughs> make sure I have what I'm doing.
0: Did you not have your rankings written down at the time?
1: I wrote them down and I don't remember where I put oh, it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think this one goes six. Alright. No, this one goes seven. I lied. This one goes seven. Okay. That's what it was. I
0: gave it ten.
1: Yeah, interesting. So
0: bottom four.
1: (laughs) Um, Oh, bottom four. Oh boy.
0: Mainly for a lot of the same reasons that I mentioned on "Heartbreak Feels So Good." Like it's catchy, it's fun to sing Mm -hmm. to, but it's pretty simple, pretty surface level,
1: in my opinion. Yeah.
0: All right, so number four, "Fake Out."
1: I love "Fake Out." (laughs) I think it's really good. I know you do. (laughs) I just like it's such a fun. It's such a fun song to uh, sing along to, I think. It is. It I definitely is. The most-
0: and this is the one that I didn't know the words until I heard you sing them and now I sing this one all the time.
1: Yeah. I think it's really good and then the story behind it, it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. I get I, I when I listen to it and I this is like not trying to do too deep dive in. Um I don't know if he feels like suffocated in his space. He's trying to break out or or what, but I don't know. There's something about this song that just makes me makes me want to sing along to it.
0: I haven't quite put my finger on like a message or a theme or like what it all actually means, but it is definitely like interesting lyrics that make you think. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I love about this song is the vocal the the range of the vocals is super fun. Love is yes. here. Yes. And he like brings it way up. Yeah. I really like that part. And that's why, that's part of why it's so fun to sing along too.
1: Um, I, and that's one of the ones I had to look up because like I heard love is, and then I was like, eh. And I was like, I don't know what you're saying, yeah. dude. I can't understand I, what you're saying. I just, me- but
0: saying love is in the- I just made up that it's I love, just gotta- love isn't here. Is that what
1: it is? It's love is in the air. Oh, love is in the air. I just got to figure – yeah, I just got to figure a window to break out. Huh. Buried alive inside my dreams, but it was all a fake out. So I'm so that's where like that fake out, like buried in his dreams. I don't know if he's like in less space trying to like get out because he's being like not lied to, but like mm-hmm. being separated from maybe like some other life. I don't know. I, I don't look too much into this one other than I just, I just really like it. It really just oh, yeah. is a fun – upbeat song to me and the vocals do really yeah. hit see oh,
0: there there are other uh, better podcasts that actually do dive into the meaning behind the lyrics but we're just gonna sit here and wonder about it <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would take a long time man that's a lot of brain power yeah. plus they actually I mean, we like could do they it, actually but they we'd like be here have for a boy on
0: their podcast and interview them but i don't, I don't think we have that in the
1: budget oh. <laughs> we could say hey i got like five dollars and a shiny pokemon do you want it maybe we can um, that might we happen. can uh <laughs> we can make up our
0: own meanings and then maybe get rage mail or something like that i don't know
1: rage mail that'd be we just do it to get the and was it all advertisements good to advertise yeah mail?
0: yeah find us on social media weekly wilson pod on all the social medias out yep. there so uh
1: give them a follow
0: <laughs> what did you rank fake out <laughs>
1: I ranked it three.
0: Three, okay. I gave it six, which is A tier on my list. It's an yeah A tier. It's the bottom of the A tier, but it made A tier because it's it's good and fun to sing. Along Interesting,
1: to. I like it. I can already tell yours. You like the uh, not more, the more like solemner songs. Yeah. So I, already, I can already know. I'm already guessing what your number one is. I like,
0: I like a dark song. I like a song that makes you cry. Well, love, love yeah, from the other side was my number one.
1: Oh yeah, it was your number yeah. one? I was thinking so of hard. another song that's probably your number two. It does. It hits really well, and that's why it was a toss up between that song and another song for my number one. But yeah, I be- gave it the number two. I bet
0: you do know what my number two is. But mm-hmm. next is Heaven,
1: Iowa. I've been I've been looking forward to talking about this yeah. one. It's it's not rated too high. It's I mean it's, it's high for me. Yeah, but
0: I gave it I gave it number three. This is my S tier number three yeah.
1: heck yeah dude i'm glad you came around it it really does kind of have like a deeper meaning and so i was looking into it and i just love the whole my favorite lyric is star cross lovers yeah. and i just always loved that as a theme throughout my entire life mm-hmm. and i was thinking i was like is there a place in iowa called heaven i'm like is that why they named this i'm like oh interesting because to me i get i get the heaven part like that makes sense it's kind of like It's kind of like a solomer. I kind of get vibes of he wants to kind of pass on to like a dream world where he's kind of escaping whatever pain or hardships he's facing. And he kind of wants to, I don't want to say kill yourself, but like unalive himself, kind of like move on to like a different state of mind or, or, or maybe he really does want to kind of, he does, he's having those suicidal thoughts. And there's like different parts of the song that kind of make me think about that. Um, like, would you read my eulogy? Um, I will never ask you for anything except a dream suite of me. So I was kind of like, he wants to be remembered in other people's as he moves on or maybe to a different place. So I looked it up and heaven, Iowa is not a location. It's a reference to a movie called field of dreams. And if you're unfamiliar, it's about a farmer in Iowa and I forget where, and he's been having visions, or he's being kind of like getting these dreams um, from a higher power. It's it, it's very uh, interesting way that it's, it's God from Christianity. And to build a, a baseball field, to build a diamond, so he kind of cr- cuts down his crops and he builds this diamond. And he's been like made fun of, and like, but his wife supports him. And so it's kind of like the Evan Almighty vibes, like building the ark. Like, why are you doing this? If you build and it, they will come. After he, exactly, and after he builds it. Like long, like the departed souls of like famous um, baseball players come and they start to play on this field of dreams. And one of the conversations, uh, the the uh, the spirit of one of these baseball players, he's like, "Wow, this is this is like everything I wanted." And he turns to the man, the farmer who made the field. And he goes, "Is this heaven?" And he simply responds with, "No, it's Iowa." <laughs> and that's kind of. <laughs> That's kind of where – it's a little funny, so that's kind of where it comes from. And I can kind of see that when you listen to the song again, like this field of dreams. And it's allowing these baseball players to kind of um, pass on, like get to do things they didn't, they missed out or they regret on. and kind of like use this as like a segue into um, heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I view it. Or for some of them, it was heaven. Playing on this field and continue, continuing to like live the dream out again was heaven. And so I think – that's kind of what the idea of the song was for him to move on, or that's what he wanted to do. And I think that's probably why they named the song Heaven, Iowa. And it's like a little joke yeah. in
0: there. I wonder, yeah, maybe then if it's about being reunited with something he loves after life. Because then I know yeah. late, cause <laughs> later in the album, I guess after the Pink Seashell, it talks about um, his dad passing. So Mm -hmm. then that after I realized that I kind of realized all the songs after that are about like living without his dad, but then maybe some of these songs have some of that message too.
1: Yeah. And then, and I'm, I'll pull up the lyrics real quick. So have you seen a star is born? It's one of the first lyrics is I feel so a star is born and the star is born is a, almost like a tragic tale Mm -hmm. of a pop star going through fame. And her boyfriend is very, very depressed and, but he, she kind of supo- – she supports him in being who he wants to be and near the end, he, he kills himself to kind of unshackle. He felt he was a burden to her. So he, he ended up killing himself at the end of oh, it. Man. So when he says, I feel so a star is born, I'm like, that's just a funny – that's just not funny. That's just a euphemism saying I think he is depressed. And mm-hmm. like the first part of the song is depressed and then you get to the second part and one of the lyrics is, twice the dreams but half the love. So I think that's like the duality of passing on. You're dreaming more often because you're departed. Mm-hmm. But half the love, you're still leaving all the love that people around you can give to you. So I just, I don't know, I really like this song, especially when you deep, di- deep dive into it. And then Star-Crossed Lovers is such a yeah. fun theme. And, like, and I kind of view that, you can view that as, they were never able to be together, or maybe someone already passed on. He wants to be with them. So mm-hmm. there's definitely different ways to interpret it, but I, I do really enjoy this song.
0: That's awesome. Um, did you say what you rated it?
1: Four. Oh, four. Wow. After all that. It was that or three. I know. <laughs> Still it's, number four. It's, it's tough. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I really like these catchy songs. I'm going my gut. It was either this one or fake out for a three and four okay and honestly they could they could they could honestly be tied for three and i don't have a fourth <laughs> and i just go to fifth yeah. so i might just do that I'd say they're tied for three because i I'd like them both equally yeah. they have different spots but this one i did my i did my uh my interest was peaked when i saw the title of the song mm-hmm.
0: um on a musical side the things i like about this song i actually sent this to my dad and said hey i think you'll like this song it has a in the air tonight vibes by phil collins in the beginning and then how you just have to wait for sure you just have to wait forever for the drop um and then the other thing i like is there's three drops right where they go star-crossed lovers and each one gets more and more like harder (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's that progressive overlord of just like hammering it home
0: yeah and then the third one has like a double drop in the middle where mm-hmm. it says uh, here we are untouched forever and then it like all, everything drops out and then the drum solo brings it back in i'm just that's like what
1: I'm, yes. that's what i'm me, saying that's again, like the do- peak of the whole album <laughs> they drop out the instrumentals again just to highlight his voice to bring him back in it, the emphasis they do it a lot of times in this album it's so good yeah Right, what are you rating this? Song. You said three. You said three. Yeah, that yeah. was my so number three. We're, technically, we're tied because we, <laughs> I'm taking that three as well. <laughs>
0: All right. So then the next one is so good right now. What do you got for this one?
1: I got 11. Okay,
0: I got 12. So <laughs> we hit a peak and then it just drops off right after that.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like it might have been better if you'd done so good right now before these two songs i don't know
0: it just yeah. it,
1: it kind of goes from like a, a melancholy lyrical vibe and then this one is "I'm feeling so good right now yeah it it's almost dis- feels it almost
0: feels cheesy yeah it doesn't fit in
1: yeah it's just like okay i'm like uh mm-hmm. it's a good song actually maybe i'm gonna switch it i'm gonna switch it I'm going to go to 12, and I know the, the the song I'm switching it. Just quick switch. So I'd w- I'll, I'll, I'll also go to okay. 12 because now I'm thinking about right. it. I'm like, I like this a little more. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't really have too much to say about this song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either we
0: can skip it and spend it so right. much time on the rest. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. Um I will say the one lyric I like is he says something about, like, I know I've made mistakes, but at least they were mine, to, were make. mine
1: to make. I do like that. Yeah,
0: I respect that. Yeah, but, and, I mean. Uh, but then that brings us to the turning point of the album, the Pink Seashell.
1: Pink Seashell, fantastic segue. When I was yeah. first listening to it, I was like, "Like, what is this? This is not a song." And then, but like that's what it is. Not having instrumental, you really forced to listen to the lyrics. And I mean, this is hardly Lyrics of more of just him kind of open speaking to us kind of coming, not from the heart it's like he's it's like a seg it's like a segment of an interview they pulled almost well so great
0: i actually did some deep diving on on this song the pink i was like (laughs) i was like what is this from so this also well before i get into this i want to hear what you ranked it 11 11 okay i ranked it seven
1: seven okay
0: so that that's midway that's half uh just below the 50 percent mark but yeah gotcha. so the the words i don't think they directly pulled it from the movie but it is uh uh i, I was gonna say lyrics but not that it's words is there a word for that script <laughs> yeah lines. that's what I was th- it's lines <laughs> from a movie <laughs> oh really yeah yeah so this is actually like in my opinion this is the crux of angst in the entire album because it so it's 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 a quote from the movie uh reality bites and i know nothing else about the movie but i did find the clip on youtube of the guy saying it so he's on a beach that like he went to with his dad and he's saying exactly what is said in the pink seashell um but then yeah he talks about how uh he realized basically like life is meaningless so then I just appreciate the small things, a quarter pounder with cheese. And then he ends it saying, and I sit back and I ride my own melt. And then it drops with the next song being, I am my own muse, where it's like, screw everything else. I am my own muse. Yeah. Nothing else matters. And I literally, when I was riding my bike and I really listened to the pink seashell for the first time, and then really understood, like, I'm my own muse, it the amount of angst in that transition literally brought me to tears <laughs> as I was riding my bike. It's like, oh my god, this is amazing.
1: Dude, I, I totally agree. You're making mm-hmm. me want to rank it higher right now, just with that. You're just speaking so well. I would I would agree. Everything you said was perfect, especially the drop at the end. My favorite part of it is just yeah, it's it's taking the little things and I think I also look from it from a point of don't try to look too hard into mm-hmm. finding a reason for stuff. Sometimes things just happen. And there's no reason they happen for. And if you stick around, if you spent too much effort looking for why it happened, I mean, you're just wasting time. And that's what it's a life is just a random lottery of meaningless tragedy and a series of near escapes. And I'm like, I love that. It's such a good line, too. It's just it's
0: such a good just pull from that movie. And I want to watch that whole movie now because I'm just curious to see what it what it all is.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really so, yeah, good.
0: Great. Uh, it is a great segue piece in the album. Yeah. And that's why normally I would rank those super low, but I just thought it was so perfectly placed and carried so much weight that I I ranked it at number 7. That is good. I would agree. Which then brings us to which then brings us to I am my own muse. Yeah, and this which comes in hard. after It
1: does. And like you said, this is like, this is the change. The beginning is like the happy stuff. And it it segues into maybe like, like the hardships of life and like how you deal with them. And like Mm self-confidence, being confident in yourself is a big thing. And I just, I've always loved the word muse. I think it's such a cool, it could be a cool name from anything. Yeah. I first (laughs) heard it. And when I was a kid playing video games, it was like, you need to help me find my muse. And it was like this, like, like oxal like cat or like whatever it's called and i thought that was the name oh my gosh from jack and daxter yes that's exactly what it's from that's the i never realized that (laughs) you gotta find my muse (laughs) and i was like oh is that the name of his cat and then once i learned what the definition of muse like that was the source of his inspiration and i'm like how dejected he was not having it and then when he got it back his eyes light up i'm like oh this is so cool now that i know the meaning of it and yeah, you know,
0: wow, that's a deep cut. I'd know,
1: I forgot about that. <laughs> I play uh, my my that's brother's amazing. plug. My brother's the best in the world at Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy. You go find him on Twitch. <laughs> Aslov, mm. something. <laughs> Just type in Aslov. But yeah, that's how I. That's how I always remember the word Muse, and and maybe that's why I'm like, yeah, this song's so nice. good. Instrumentals, smash all the guitars. There's a there's a either a band name or, like, a group name. I think with uh, Bad Luck Charms, I think that'd be a cool band name or a group name.
0: Yeah. This one, though, as much as I... So, I ranked this one number two. S-tier. Whoa! Two! Yeah. So, this one really hit for me. But I also find that interesting because just the emotion in it and just how it sounds in general, I love enough to give it a two. But I barely know the lyrics and have not looked into them at all. So I'm wondering if that would make me like it even more.
1: I don't know too much of the lyrics. I just know the chorus of smash all the guitars till we see all the stars. Got to throw this year away. We got to throw this year away like a bad luck charm. To me, that...
0: See, I I didn't even know that. The smash... Is it smash all the
1: guitars till we see all the stars... Yeah, I don't know what it means, but I I had to look it up because I was like, smash all the guitars, something, something, stars.
0: Oh, it also has a drop drop a bomb on all the things we dreamed Mm -hmm. about. Just maximum levels of angst. Oh
1: man, I'm forgetting how much I really like the song too, because then it goes to the bridge of twist the knife again, twist the knife again, like we did last summer. And then it it, it, yeah. to, it and turns out the instrumentals just for the voice and then it comes back again.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I like, and then once I paired that with well, uh, listening closer to the pink seashell and then realizing these songs are probably about how he felt after his dad died. I was like, then it made it hit even harder. Like drop a bomb on all the things we dreamed about. Yeah. Wow. I was like,
1: Oh man, <laughs> that's a, that's a good viewpoint. It was hitting me hard. <laughs> Yeah, I always, uh, I always kind of think it too, and I kind of guess maybe relate this. And the biggest thing to me was like COVID. It's like got to throw this year away like a bad luck charm. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that could be related to his dad dying. You just take the year out. You chuck it away. It's a bad year. Get over it Um, kind of viber. Mm-hmm. Maybe for someone else who hasn't like lost a loved one or if they're not paying attention to the lyrics, they might be like, oh, this is COVID. Yeah, COVID sucked. Forget about COVID, but mm-hmm. I, it's definitely more about the uh, losing his dad, especially with the pink seashell. Because mm-hmm. I originally thought that the pink seashell was him in like, an interview. And I have no idea if this – now that it's from a movie, I actually don't know if this the singer or anyone in Fall Boy has lost their dad. Have you looked into that?
0: Yeah, I have not. But uh, a lot of times when I'm listening to an album, I – catch myself thinking like oh this is the singer singing about themselves but uh, a lot of times art is just expressing emotion that can be felt not necessarily that the artist has felt themselves yeah, that's so true. like people can make music about
1: losing loved ones without having lost loved ones necessarily mm. i guess it's true i didn't really think i mean uh, that didn't cut, that did not come to my mind at the first time, but I I definitely understand that, especially with like some songs mm-hmm. that have like or really it could, deep stuff, and you're like, "There's no way you felt that."
0: Mm-hmm. Or it could be someone else that wrote the song and they just perform it or something. It's also interesting That's too, because I feel like our default when we listen to music is to think it's like a relationship, like a man and a woman, and they're singing about mm-hmm. losing the other person. But those songs can equally be about losing a parent or a child or anything else. And I, yeah, well, and I feel like how you feel about the song and interact with the song changes depending on what you know about it or how you think about it.
1: Yeah, and, and maybe uh, <clears throat> different things in everyone's life you know, makes them think about it more, or mm-hmm. maybe sometimes it just glances over. Yeah, but yeah, it's a really good turning point in the album yeah. for sure.
0: And on the topic of uh, singing about losing his dad, "Flu Game," um, I carved out a place in this world for two. And then what's oh, the yeah. next part? Now it's but empty, it's empty with, without you. Yeah, without you. Without yeah. you. This one I ranked number nine. I had it ten. Okay, so we're in agreement here. Um, yeah. Kind of the same I, message, just I don't know, not as not as uh, hard hitting of a song
1: no but i i do my favorite part of this all this effort to make it look effortless that's another one All this love i've got to keep to myself
0: yeah yeah all this love i got to keep to myself all this effort to make it look effortless that's yeah just more stuff that i'm like oh losing his dad like all the effort to make it looks look effortless makes me think of like okay yeah this happened and i'm it's like on my mind all the time but i have to go be a real person now
1: yeah, I guess it's interesting because I, I was thinking of maybe him, maybe members are uh, f- facing through like mental hardships. Just, could be your dad yeah, or it could be anything general. like oh, being a band and you're on stage and you can do like playing guitar at that level. I couldn't dream of that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that looks so hard. But for him, it's like, oh, yeah, it looks so easy. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm like, oh, all this effort. To, and that could be in any sport, any form of art arts or or creativity, yeah. It, to be really good at something, it, you make it look effortless. Whether you're tr- you're really going out, but just you're biling, which makes it look really easy. Mm-hmm. And I also like the the name of the album is a uh, definitely like a a nod to Michael Jordan's flu game when he had the flu and he, everyone he just looked terrible on the field uh, physically, and he had like every time he was subbed out or at halftime he had like a towel draped over. He's getting water and. He's getting medical treatment and he had like one of the best games of basketball history with the flu. And if you have ever had the flu, the flu kicks your ass and you just feel like garbage. And that was like a huge thing and people – any basketball player was like, yeah, Michael Jordan's flu game. Secretly, I think every basketball pro player, athlete wants a flu game like that to be remembered by because it's so epic. <laughs> You're really going through – like you're you're feeling so bad. Like normal people just be on the couch. You should be on the couch resting, but you're playing at the highest level, and like that's what's like all this effort to make it look effortless. Like he, the way he played that game, you'd be like, oh yeah, just a normal every average day for Michael Jordan. But no, he was trying his damnedest to push through the pain and to have a result like that. I I kind of that's kind of how I view my. Or this song with that title in mind.
0: Okay, yeah. I never made that connection, but that's that adds another layer to it that's really cool.
1: Yeah. But it's it's a it's another good one. It, and it definitely follows the theme of I am I am my own muse for sure. Yeah. And it gets back into the next one.
0: Yeah, so this is the next segue, right? Baby Annihilation.
1: Yeah. I think it's a lot I think this one
0: this one oh, yeah. came across to me as a lot cheesier. Yeah, like it, seemed like, weird. it seemed like a lot of a lot of uh, disjointed lines that 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 were trying to sound really deep without really having much thought into them.
1: I just kind of took it at face value. He's just saying a bunch of weird stuff, and I was like, interesting. Yeah, you're just like, I don't okay, really know where he's going with this? Yeah,
0: here's another transition. So yeah, I put this one number eleven.
1: I put it at 13.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Keep that in mind. That's <laughs> so um, I put it above. No, two Brian, songs. If you
1: put my number one as your last one, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> oh
0: man. I probably did. <laughs> oh, you son of a gun. All right. So no need to talk about baby annihilation. No. All right. So then we have the Katsuguri kid, 10 years.
1: Oh, well, the Kintsugi kid. 10 Kinsugi.
0: years wow i've read that wrong since so, the day i saw it K- Kins- so let me Kinsugi give a kid.
1: yes let me give a quick um japanese lesson <laughs> yes so I speak a little japanese and i when i first read this i was like oh that's japanese and i'm like i know what this is and i'm like why can't i think of it what it is and i knew it had to do with gold and i was like what is this again and i looked it up and it was like oh yeah once i saw it it was like oh this is what it is Kintsugi is a Japanese art of fixing mostly pottery. It could be anything else though. Oh, and I've heard fi- of And filling in the cracks with molten gold. So then when it kind of – when you refurbish it, the cracks are actually – they have layers of gold in it. So it kind of adds this new aesthetic to the, um, to the pot or to the, whatever piece you're doing. And I think that's kind of what this is, is it's after you had the death of his dad – you had the, the, him realizing, "I am I am His flu game, and then you kind of have this the Kintiki kit, where maybe they've put back together themselves, and through the cracks they've added gold, and they've kind of either were made better from this experience, or to add new levels of uh, into bettering bettering themselves, and that's kind of how I viewed this uh, title and how the song kind of goes okay it's that's about, interesting I spent 10 years 10 years in, and a, a, bit in a bit of, of chemical, chemical haze, haze and i and missed like the that way ten- that i
0: felt but then yeah but then he says but i and i missed the way that i felt nothing yeah. so that's interesting that it's like okay he's put back together and he's better than he was but he's saying he missed the way that he felt like he missed the nothingness so i'm like is that uh calling out to? Uh, being on drugs during that time or just being mentally checked out from anything. And now he's better or he's like ready to get back into it. I could say
1: it could be both. Um, I think it could, it's probably there to like highlight, I mean, people deal with depression in different ways. You have drugs, you have just isolation Mm -hmm. and you have just tuning out all feelings. Um, it could be all of them. And I think that that's can be brought up. Like is the pot better with the golden cracks or was it better? Non-broken. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of have the debate of some people, oh, I like the gold. It looks cooler. It's like, no, perfection is this one. That's that I think like having it solid is always going to be the cooler option. So yeah. I, I can kind of see that in this song. So, And listening to it, I need to listen to it a couple more times to, to remember the lyrics. But there, yeah, there are a few parts in that. But I think the 10 years is like him kind of going through the, the process because it's not an easy process, of, right. especially if his dad died. I mean, I don't know what I would do if my dad passed away probably would take me 10 years or more mm-hmm. to be <laughs> – I don't want to say get over it, but you know.
0: Yeah. But then I think it's also a interesting message to say um, I'm better now, but I'm not happy about it. Like I missed the way that I felt.
1: Yeah. You can definitely hold on to like specific emotions and like some people can only provide those specific emotions. and Maybe you recognize I'm better mentally, but I still wish I had that. Yeah. I still wish I could do that yeah all right i i I feel that way sometimes though so i can kind of understand
0: yeah that's why did i say i ranked this number five and yeah i kind of ranked it highly because of the complexity of the message Uh, i just found it interesting
1: i rank this number eight okay okay okay
0: so that brings us to what i'm assuming is grant's number one
1: (laughs) (laughs) what a time to be alive man it's number one (laughs) i ranked it number 13 i hate you dude it's so good it's so catchy it really focuses on the good parts of life and i'm such i love being a positive and optimistic person so this really hits home to me because i love doing that looking at the positive the silver linings and like that's what this song is about all the good stuff all the bad stuff just happened and that's where the past like Three or four songs are in. And then you're taking a look around of saying there are good things in life. Though. There are good things to look forward to and to be happy and to appreciate and love. And I think that's why I love this song so much in addition to its catchiness.
0: Yeah. It is. So it is catchy. But I find it like the annoying pop kind of catchy. So <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> um, I will say gotcha. when I ranked it 13, it was just like I said, it was my gut feeling that I just – slapped it on and stuck with it um and there's one lyric where it talks about uh remembering 2019 or something mm-hmm. and so then i realized i was like oh this is just a song about covid that's cheesy and i'm <laughs> not into it 13 <laughs>
1: <laughs> whatever that's fair i didn't it could be about covid probably is 2019, I had a great year. I graduated college and I went to Europe. And it was sick. I know.
0: Well, so. yeah, it's saying remember back in 2019, before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and That's true. I also think maybe there's a touch of irony to this song where they're talking about COVID and they're saying what a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. That, like just in this like I view what a thing. time
1: to be alive as the antithesis of what the the uh, the lyrics were in like Heaven, in Iowa. When that one's more of like him wanting to not be alive. Yeah. So I he, kind of view this as like the dual the other side of the coin.
0: Yeah. It's kinda of like the yeah, the happy ending of the story yeah. of the album. This and, song,
1: I don't know if you've seen it yet. Sorry to continue before I
0: I was just gonna say after talking about all this in the context of the whole album and the storyline that we've drawn up here, I do really yep. appreciate it
1: as a closer. Mm-hmm. Um and I I think it's the best as the penultimate too. And I it would I think it would be a little too cheesy if it was the closer, but as the penultimate, I think it's really good.
0: Yeah, yeah it's good.
1: But I was so going to say
0: if I were to rate again, I would probably put it higher than 13, I'll be honest. <laughs> Just don't but. put it
1: 13. That's all I'm asking. Just put it above <laughs> baby annihilation. Think yeah. please. <laughs> please. But, uh, I was I was going to say for me, and I think this is similar events have you seen the new the newest guardians of the galaxy yet? I have not, but I heard it's really good the ending it's a different song, but the ending song is is beautiful, and it's not just the song it's all the 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 cinematics it's like five minutes of just people celebrating and but there's also like a very sad um like non not really shown. Uh, Visual like the the band kind of the guardians they're like going their separate ways but they're all like celebrating that they made it home they've re- they've they've rescued everyone and I don't want to give too much away but they've rescued and mm-hmm. they saved the day they made it back alive but they're all the, there's the bittersweet feeling of they all know they need to kind of go their separate ways and I kind of like sometimes when I think of that um, those scenes I kind of put what a time to be alive in my head since mm-hmm. like. You gotta, you gotta live in the moment, man. You gotta really appreciate what's going around your, uh, around your life, and then the the classic office quote because sometimes you don't know what when the good news are until they've already passed. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I view this song, and for me, I, I just love it when that yeah. co- when that chorus comes on. What a time to be alive! What I'm just like, to... I'm basking in it, basking in it.
0: Yeah, this is definitely a Grant vibes song.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: All right, so then we got the last one, the closer. So much for Stardust, the title song, the, a- the album title song. What do you, what do you even call that? I don't know. But yeah, if, you, if you've I, been I keeping fair. <laughs> if you if you've been keeping tabs, you can guess that I rank this one number four.
1: Number four, I got this one number nine. Really? It's and this is like the tough part, man. A lot of these songs, they're like on the scene, and it's the gut feeling of, and I kind of told you told you guys this earlier I tend to rate more like catchy and happier and like just like upbeat songs a little bit more mm-hmm. just off the cuff than ones that aren't as much so that one's why this is a little lower after kind of like discussing some of the songs I would probably rate this a little higher I think I'd put it above I think I'd put around 6 6 or 6 or 7 yeah. so not too much higher but around that middle
0: this one I ranked so high because I think it was the first song I heard off the album. Like, I heard it as a single and just really liked it. Like, it was fun to sing along to, and it's just a fun standalone song. And I do think in the album it is a standalone song. It's just like, all right, credits roll. Album's over.
1: Yeah. My only, my only the weird part of that, I thought it was like, it's like, because we thought we had it all, thought we had it all, thought we had it all. They, I think mm-hmm. they say, thought we had it all, a little bit, a little too much for me. Almost, I don't yeah. know. It's just a little weird for me. But I
0: can see that, yeah. But that's, but that's the an... exact part that I love singing. And I sang it so much, <laughs> and Sydney got so annoyed with me because it's a really annoying <laughs> part to hear someone else sing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I, I, like, I can see so that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: that was kind of funny, yeah, too, but. but...
1: And for me, and I, I, I told you this, and this is just me playing telephone. So my coworker um, is the one who let, let me know that there was a new album out for A Fall boy, and I had to listen to it. And that was the person telling me, oh, yep, I'll give it a try. And I loved it. And I was t- we were just talking about it, why we thought it was so good. And she was like, oh, yeah, I love the way they bring it full circle in the final song when they, uh, do, they repeat the lyrics in the first song. Um, you were the sunshine to my Whoa, lifetime. yeah. What would you trade the pain for? And I never knew, noticed that until I listened to it like a second time. And I was like, where did I hear this again? And I listened. Then I had to listen to the first. I literally listened to the first song. Um, or what is it? Love from the Other Side. And I immediately had to listen to this song because I was like my brain wasn't working that day. And I was like, oh, it's just like one line. If you're not paying attention, you kind of miss it. Yeah. It's like. It's only like 10 seconds or less of lyrics. but And it, it really does that. What is it? I'm trying to remember how it comes up. It's like nearly the end. It's like three quarters of in it. Another life, th- in another life, you are my day. In another life, you were ba- my babe. You were the sunshine. Are the sunshine yeah. my- and I think that's what it is, is This is the other side because there's love from the other side. And uh-huh. it's kind of that. It's, in another, it's another two sides of the same coin. It's just such a great way to yeah, wrap yeah. up the album.
0: Yeah, I love when artists will do callbacks like that. It's, yeah, it's so good.
1: And I, and I love it how it was like, it was obvious enough that it's the same lyrics, but subtle where they don't repeat it multiple times where it's mm-hmm. like not overbearingly obvious. Yeah. And I loved it. And it's the part of the song that's always so, like that three quarters... There's always something that hits in every song. They do something three quarters of the way through right before the end, and they drop something, they remove the instrumentals, they do something, and this is where they hit you. That three quarters going into the chorus, and they just finish it awesome, finish it up with the outro. It's it's a very well done song.
0: Yep. Well done song to end a well done album.
1: Yeah. And. We've talked more than the albums can play for, which just kind of shows how good it is.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad that we got to talk about it because I always love drawing a storyline through an album, and talking with you has helped me flesh that out through here mm-hmm. so now i'm ready to go listen to it again and then completely rework these rankings
1: exactly <laughs> exactly i don't know if my, i'll ever be satisfied with my ranking because i know once i once like i'm finished listening to the one song then another one's like kind of caught my eye for that week and i listen to that one and i'm like then it just shoots up in my rankings yep and yeah. it, it's just too volatile for me i'm not a good uh I'm not the best at ranking because I just – I love everything, man. I just uh, I just love – I just appreciate everything. Yeah. I Except mean, for Baby I, Annihilation. I don't really care for that. Yeah. Screw that song.
0: Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I go through the same roller coaster with albums. every Every time I find an album that I like and I listen to it a bunch, I go through the same thing where it's like certain songs are your favorite and then the next week another set of songs is your favorite and then you – figure out the lyrics to one song and you're like oh i like that one a lot more now and yeah that's just part of the fun though so
1: but yeah that's exact. it's part of the fun it's yeah it's why the album is so good and i think this one especially because some albums a lot of people who are like music fanatics they tell you you got to listen all the way through and i think this one really if you listen all the way through you do really catch that storyline mm-hmm. you have yeah. like the highs and that kind of segues into the lows and then the high again and just I don't know if, like, the set the last song really has, like, a if it's a high or a low. I think it's more of, like, an acceptance and just, like, a tie together.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, the best part about music is having friends to talk about it with and get excited about it with. So, yeah. <laughs> if you want to get in on the conversation, you can tweet at us. Uh, find us on Instagram. Find us on Facebook, Weekly Wilson Pod. You can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. Go and give this album a listen. Uh, Let us know if you agree, disagree with our rankings, if I had them more right, if Grant had them more right. uh, Let us know what you think. Um, ah, See, this is where it always gets awkward, Grant, because Jay does the outro, so then I always stutter over it. What's the outro? Is that it? it? Hold on, no. It's something like, um, until the end of next week, and unless otherwise noted, my name is Brian Wilson. For the sake of this podcast, this is Grant Wilson, and this has been... The Weekly Wilson. Skibbity bop, bop skibbity bop, bop skibbity boop, be doop bop, be doop bop.
1: No, I love it. Like you said, um, I'm glad we had Mike's wedding when we were in the car together. When not, when we were listening, and I was like, "Wait a minute, Brian actually appreciates the music, wants to listen to it, and wants to talk about it." I'm like, <laughs> "No one else really cares for that." <laughs> yeah. So I was really happy we found that mm-hmm. that mutual connection for this mutual yeah. love for this album, and then you brought me on for the podcast. I'm super. It was super fun to hash it all out with you, and then. So we can tell everyone else that my rankings are better than yours. So that's fine.